Welcome back, gamers. This is Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Hedgington. And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we watch movies and series based on video games. And this week, we watched Silent Hill Revelation. cover was from Silent Hill 2 reprise by Little V and I you know I've last two ones I was an idiot and I didn't uh, say who did the other two covers for our uh, <laughs> yeah they were ghosts and goblins covers. yeah <laughs> you know one of them was lame genie that's all you need to yeah know. I'm sure we were both like it's lame genie and if you guessed we probably used lame genie within the last four episodes that's just a pretty safe yeah pr- pretty good guess right there so this is our third Halloween extra- extravaganza episode. Um, no Crypt Keeper. Um, the Game Keeper has <laughs> called in sick. Um, the has ma- mono. Yeah, he's got mono. Uh, the ma- ma- He was making out with the mausoleum cleaner who I, I thought they hated each other. Like, you know, so. Well, clearly they kissed and made up. Yeah, man. but it put us out of two creepy dudes to come in and like, you know. I mean, there's still two creepy dudes here. I mean. <laughs> All right. So you guys still get two creepy dudes. Yeah. I'm sorry. The best, the creepiest of the creeps. Though, Jeez, I mean, wow. That's a little too far, but okay. Okay. Maybe a little too far. Uh, not as creepy as, uh, was it Jeffrey Jones from Beetlejuice, which I just discussed with my other co-host from my other podcast. who Dan Sullivan on the <laughs> Let's See That <laughs> Again podcast. Let's See That podcast. Again podcast. Oh, where, is that the, that was a plug. Where oh. uh, you, you, uh, do you know who Jeffrey Jones is? By the way, um, name sounds familiar. Don't I can't picture him. He played. Um, just in case I'm, I'm double checking something real quick. Uh, he played the the principal in Ferris Bueller, and oh, okay. he was also like in um, Silent, not Silent. Oh my god, <laughs> he was in um, fuck. Sleepy Hollow, he was also in the past, but we don't like to talk about that movie. Fuck that movie. Uh, <laughs> Cat loves that movie. But Dan Sullivan didn't know that he was arrested for child pornography. Oh. And he was like, oh, also in this movie from in Beetlejuice, Jeffrey Jones. And I was like, I thought he was being like sarcastic. And I was like, yeah, Jeffrey Jones. And he's like, what's your problem with Jeffrey Jones? And he was like, he's a Ferris Bueller, like being positive. I'm like, yeah, the guy is problematic. He's Guess you missed a, one of the most important fun facts about that actor. <laughs> that he is a pervert and likes pedophilia. Yeah, well, I mean, you can be a pervert and have it not be as extreme as pedophilia. I'm pervert, but when it comes to kids, like, I, I no. would say like sucking toes is like kind of perverted, but that doesn't make you a bad person. You could still be a pretty good person if you like to suck toes. True, just as long as it's not. <laughs> Andrew children, likes to smell farts, toes. but you know, I don't. I mean, I do hold it against him, but you know, he's yeah, kind the of okay. Fart fartophiliac. That's. that's what I don't think that's. I don't think that's it. I like the farts of the dead. You just, oh sque- you just squeeze their stomachs, put your f- face in their ass, and uh, 
It's fucking pure ecstasy. Okay, that is actually that's that's too far. Yeah. What? No, that's not far at all. Not far enough. So Silent Hill Revelation, technically 3D, this movie was released it in. It was 3D. There's a lot of shots in this where you're like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be 3D. Back in the time when 2012 was like, hey, guess what? Do you remember when movies were in 3D and you had to wear weird glasses? Like Let's show way. you the same technology. <laughs> <laughs> but this time the glasses are clear. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's already fading away again uh, about, you know, nine years later. 3D was a um, it was a novelty in like the 40s and 50s because it was brand new and it was unique, but it just really does not translate. Didn't translate in the 80s when all the 80s horror movies tried to do it. It didn't translate 20 years later when they tried to reboot it for modern audiences. And we just need to let it stay in the past. Yes. Leave it there unless you can make it cooler in some way. But honestly, it doesn't really change the movie that much. Now, Silent Hill Revelation, which I keep wanting to call Silent 2, I don't know, Silent, bleh, Silent Hill 2, but for some reason they like to change these titles for these video game movies when they do a sequel. Yeah, thanks a lot, Resident Evil. That doesn't make following along. <laughs> like, all right, Resident Evil 3 is uh, Apocalypse, Extinction, which one? I don't know. I don't know at it all. It doesn't matter. But um, for many years, Heather Man Manson... And her father, Harry, have been on the run from a dangerous forces she does not understand. Heather continues to plague, be plagued by terrifying nightmares and frightened by her father's disappearance. And on the eve of her 18th birthday, okay, she discovers that she is not who she thinks she is. The revelation leads to her deep... No, sorry. The revelation leads her into a deep dynamic fuck demonic world of silent hill where she maybe to read maybe where she may become <laughs> trapped forever now i i said whatever when her 18th birthday like we're no i actually said okay because they didn't focus on that at all in the movie that no, it, was it has like, nothing to do with it because like sean bean gives her a present and she's like you're a little late or like way not even close. she said you're a little bit early oh okay I, so i guess it was like you know the day before kind of thing but her birthday had nothing to do with this story i mean if maybe they added a single line where it's like well now that she's 18 now they can finally find her or something to bring her back to silent hill that never happened i'm adding like some sort of reasoning to something that just never occurred in the movie. So yeah, it had no bearing. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. What I find funny about this movie is that this is not, this has nothing to do with Silent Hill two. This is the plot of Silent Hill three, which is actually the sequel to Silent Hill one. So stupid. Yeah. Because in the first one, he's looking for his daughter and then, no, the mother's looking for the daughter. And then oh, the, and the father first, at the end goes and because and, remember, he's not there and he goes looking for them and comes back and doesn't find them at the end of the movie. I'm talking about the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, same. Yeah. Same thing. Um, in the game, it's the father looking oh, yeah, for his right. daughter. The yeah. The second the, one is something completely different. It's like 
uh, husband travels to Silent Hill to find his dead his wife or find out what happens to his wife at the end. You kind of just you find out that he killed her and she's been in the, like the trunk of his car the whole time. Spoilers. But yeah, that wouldn't really translate as like an actual sequel to the first movie. So it makes sense. And honestly, I mean, we'll talk about it, but they do they do a pretty pretty good job of including stuff from Silent Hill 3, although they do take their own liberties in some uh, some areas. Well, definitely the the director MJ Bassett was very uh admin about how much he she, how much they did not like um the first one and thought it was a terrible adaptation and wanted to do as best as they can in this one to like make it more close to the video game, but then also out of respect didn't want to, you know, change the story of the original movie which they should have because that's what made this movie not so successful exactly and and it seems like a pattern we're noticing with when they try to be as close to the game as possible those are the ones that really don't translate well like the first silent hill movie is still probably one of the best ones we've seen and it does it, it was very accurate to silent hill games but it didn't follow every single beat of the plot of the first game because it didn't need to. And I, yeah, I mean, this one, like you said, uh, tried to be super close to how the plot goes in the third game. And it just is some it's uninteresting at, at sometimes. I, I was just I was kind of bored by about halfway through the movie. Yeah, the first one, they pretty much just like they were like they kind of did what Resident Evil did and created like their own character. Yeah. Which you know in my opinion doesn't work for resident evil but in this it definitely worked a a little bit better in the silent hill one the first movie yes um it worked a lot better because they also just did a lot of nods to the original game where this one she went like that's the thing take nods to the original game but once you do too much and you're trying too hard yeah you know it doesn't need to follow the plot but if you get the setting and the atmosphere of Silent Hill right, which the first one did, you get the monsters right and how they look, cool. That's all you need. And while I will say that the monsters were accurate for in this movie, um, the, the CGI was just not great in a lot of it. Not That's true. They'd used more practical effects in this one, which I liked in some aspects. And, you know, there was not a lot to in that way like hate in this movie like i liked that mannequin monster until it had fangs and i was like okay why does it look like a stranger things character now yeah well i mean this is also it was before stranger well before things, so. but you know what i mean that i liked it see i liked how that thing looked i thought it was creepy it was i cool. thought it was awesome me fuck out. yeah i thought it was super cool made a mannequins like a spider fucking thing and then it revealed that the mannequin head had like a weird mouth fang thing then at least show me it killing someone. That's that's a big thing that this movie liked to do is off-screen kills, and that is the cheapest thing you can do in a horror movie, especially one that's rated R. You yes. know what I mean? Like it's rated R. This I just don't want to hear you R. say fuck over and over again. That's yeah. not what I come to a rated R movie for. Not a rated R horror movie. Excuse me. It, it, this was just like you know and. Uh, there was just a I don't get me wrong there was a lot I liked about this okay let me back that up there was a little bit I also liked about yeah, this movie but there was a lot you know <laughs> but it fell victim to how I 
felt about a lot of the Star Wars movies. You change directors for sequels. When you do that, you're not going to get consistency. You're not going to get the same effect that you got in the first movie, and it's not going to work. Christoph Gaines was approached to be director again for the sequel, but he was busy working on another movie that's based on a video game, Omnimusha. Onimusha? Yes. But however... That movie ended up being delayed during some circumstances with some of the actors. I don't know exactly the details. So it's been on hiatus for years. Um, and as far as I know, I don't think it's ever going to be released. Probably I don't think not. it's going to happen. I think there is an animated version of that, but I'm not particularly Yeah, sure. you know what? If I would just, I'd say there probably is. There's animated versions of a lot of things. Especially um, video games. Uh, exactly. Yeah. They time. just, ex- it's so easy for them to put out animated versions of stuff like that. And it'll sell. This, on the other hand, did not sell. This movie had a very measly budget at $20 million and only made $56 million in the box office, which you can be like, okay, well, that's not too bad. Made your money back, you know. This is this is 2012. So that's not good. 2012 was already getting like, pretty high grossing numbers back then. So this movie definitely sets itself up for a sequel, but you're never getting a sequel. This movie is not good enough to get a sequel. Did you know why I got, it was a smaller budget too. And I felt like, I felt like the, the, um, the studio was a little stingy on this. It was because they felt the first one underperformed with a $50 million budget and a $99 million box office in the first one, which honestly is pretty good. And come on, you did an obscure kind of silent Hill is big, but come on, it's a little obscure. It's pretty obscure. You have to be like a really involved in gaming to really know silent Hill. There's, they're not making new games right now. So, you know, and 99 million is great. So that's why they gave him a lower budget on this, which I don't think it showed that well, though. No, I mean, the movie is still it's still all right Um, for the time. The CGI is all right. But there's some some things that were very noticeable and some like you mentioned the practical effects and all of that. I really liked. I really liked the practical effects in this movie, but like the first opening scene where she's having the nightmare at the circus and which is cut right from the game. Uh, You know, the only thing they didn't do is at one point you climb onto a roller coaster and you come out of it right before you're hit by it, like the cart, but obviously that, you know, the budget restraints or whatever. Um, But the fire burning um, the main character looked really bad. Oh, that right beginning before she scene? came out of it. Yeah. It that was really actually bad. the most ins- expensive scene in the entire movie. I could see that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, like uh, that was so bad, but you know, that was probably the worst CGI scene within this entire movie. You know? Yeah, I didn't. Um, th- really, the only other note I had about noticeable CGI is there's one point where she finds one of those like janky moving like weird red fucking monsters that basically can't see, have no arms and they just fucking jerk around. They look they look exactly like they look in the game, but just in CGI, it kind of looked a little odd to me. Yeah, 
Oh yeah. Those... I think we've just been too spoiled with how good that stuff is now that we just look at stuff back then, which was probably unbelievable. But back then, 2012, man. Come oh, that's on. true. We already had the Iron Man movie had come out and several other MCU movies that had good CGI. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we had stuff Avatar. Existed. Like we had a lot of things that you know. But again, lower budget. Not able to really like. Yeah, James Cameron put like a billion of his own money into Avatar. Yeah, so. <laughs> so that's the reason why that was so huge. Um, but this movie, the way you know, we've already discussed real quick the the way it starts. You know, we get the nightmare carnival, and um, you know, she wakes up and she's in a dream in a dream, and her father like says, "Don't go back to Silent Hill," and then gets stabbed by um sword arm lady yeah which and i'll it's tell a you common monster i don't know why <sighs> yeah i'll tell i'll tell you people too like i have i've played a good amount of the second one um i found an emulator for the first one so i've dabbled a little bit in that but i've never played the third one but i did look up information and again if you're angry about it email us i'll give you the email at the end but you can contact us and shit but again I felt like that was a problem with this movie that they were too much trying to shoehorn shit from the game into this, which took away from the story. And you were right, Josh, like, you know, why was this character important? And then it comes, I guess, full circle in the end. None of this, not, a lot didn't even make sense. I don't even get how fucking uh, like how is the demon world changing in not Silent Hill? Like, I don't get how that shit was happening. It's because they were close to Silent Hill. So it was able to corrupt them through sp spookiness. But were they, though? Like, yeah, why they, were, they were right right outside of Silent Hill. Then why would, why would Harry take her close to Silent Hill? Be <laughs> no, 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 no. Remember? No. They drove, like, Kit Harrington's character, that whole oh. scene, they drove somewhere. But then no. they were close to, they they drove, like, states away. But no, they were still seeing the scenes at the beginning. Remember, like, um, she, what is it? She goes to the, um, the mall. And the mall ends up becoming, like, you know, all spooky and stuff like that. And, and, uh, what's it? Fucking... Martin Donovan's character with a private eye, the private eye. Yeah. It's he, just cause she's corrupted by Alessa. That's all. So that she can bring the, yeah, her, her hallucinations were coming to coming to life pretty much. Yeah. And that is, I mean, Hey, that is, that is part of the third game. I mean, she, she was, that would happen randomly. The mall scene happened okay. in the game. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can think is because she's half of what makes Alessa, I guess a demigod or whatever. Um, so she just didn't know how to control that. Hey, if dark, that, the darkness, if that happens in the game, then like, you know, all right, I'm okay with that. And yeah, I, I, I did think it was a little, it was just very abrupt how they're like, oh, the last movie ended with Sean being at home and his family got back, but then they're dead. So they're stuck in silent Hill. But then the, this movie starts with. Oh yeah, well, one of the daughter, the daughter adopted daughter got out. Oh yeah, but um, the mother is still in Silent Hill. She had to make a pact and find an amulet, and that let her send someone out. And now they're on the run from a cult. That's oof. Just getting four sentences in, I'm already fucking bored of explaining this. Oh yeah, 
I'm bored listening to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know who also seemed very bored in this movie? Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yeah, who, he just wanted to get back to fucking Ireland real quick to film his <laughs> Game of Thrones shit. Like, and in the scene right here, you can totally, like, just listen to his acting. It just seemed like he just did not care to be there. Oh, let me explain the scene a little bit, actually, first before I play this clip. In this scene, this is the scene where, you know, his daughter goes to school and he's like remembering kind of what happened the end of the movie. And he can see Rose, his wife from the first one, in the mirror. Oh, the and, exposition. And apparently scene. has a conversation with her. I wish you were still here. It's been so hard since you brought Sharon back to me. <laughs> Christopher, my love. Rose. I tried to find you. I searched for so long. My love. Search for so long. I don't have a lot of time. I'm trapped here. There's nothing you can do for me. Protect her. She's the one that matters now. Why can't you come back? a seal part of it is missing only one of us could come through insert a seal barking yeah. <laughs> where was her daughter they'll come looking for her they'll come looking because they need her never let them take her never. no matter what happens no matter what you have to do swear to me swear to me you will never let them swear take to her. me <laughs> she fucking Batman? she's yours to care for now don't go Oh, God. <laughs> Don't go. Come on, Sean Bean. You're in the Lord of the Rings, man. Well, I guess they did tell him, like, all right, you're going to look. Because, you know, he was just acting in a mirror to nothing. True. Like, that's probably what he had to do. But even when he's like, Don't go. Rose, I tried to find you, but I, I wish you were here. Like, that, the beginning and end of that dialogue is terrible. Like, and it's Sean Bean. He's a great actor. He totally just didn't give a shit. He just wanted the paycheck. I think he probably signed on to, like, a two-picture deal in the first one. Yeah, true, because he didn't really <laughs> he's need like, it. He's like, oh, shit, I got to go do another movie. Hey, Kid Harrington, you want to come with me? Want to uh, be in Silent Hill 2? He's like, oh, Mr. Stark. And Kit Harrington, who, you know, Heather goes to school and he's also the new kid right off the bat. I'm like, I bet you he's part of the cult. Spoiler alert. He is, which, yeah. you know, but then he realizes that she's not bad and he's in love with her. For oh, it's funny how there's multiple characters that go through that same arc. The private investigator was hired by the order to find Sean Bean and the daughter and bring them to Silent and then Hill. And he felt bad. And he felt bad because he realized that they who he was working for and that they were good people. And then same thing with Kit Harrington's ca character. He's the son of the cult leader lady. And oh, you don't like Kit Harrington, do you? Oh, yeah. Wow. Aria, enough. He knows, woof, he knows nothing. Yeah, his, he's the son, you were yeah. saying? Uh, yeah, and Kit Harrington, he's the son of the cult leader lady. And then he's like, oh, I'll, I'll drive you to Silent Hill. I mean, uh, where are you going? And then he's like, you know what? I've fallen in love with you because I lived in a fucking burning town for my whole life. So the first person I met outside, of course, I'd fall in love with because there's nothing but incest going on in Silent Hill. You can already tell. And of course, Claudia Wolf 
is his mother, played by who I believe was also there for one day, Carrie Ann Moss Mm -hmm. from The Matrix and also was in Daredevil and all those other spinoffs of Daredevil and stuff like that. I recognized that lady, but I was like, hmm. Yeah, you didn't recognize her because they had her shave her eyebrows for this part. Oh, that makes sense. Well, hey, if you were living in a town that was just perpetually burning, you probably wouldn't have hair above your eyes. But she had very long Shut white up, hair. it was a wig. <laughs> yeah. The, a wig that doesn't burn. But again, this character is in the video game. However, very limited in this movie. Yeah. You know, we focus more on Kit's, Kit Harrington's character, which it's right off the bat, you know, it's, it's going to be this person but like apparently his mother's like coming around in the dark world because another spoiler we find out that claudia is also sword arm woman it's her truth yeah well that's what yeah when she's corrupted by the darkness she becomes the lady that has saw blades in her head and knives on her arms so they accept the darkness is that what it is yeah i guess it shows them who they really are in the darkness world. Jesus, what the fuck am I saying? Oh, boy. Yeah, this movie makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Because, like, even, like, Malcolm McDowell's character. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell is even in this. Oh, like, man. He couldn't save it, but he definitely hammed it up for fucking exposition's sake. Um, before we talk about Malcolm McDowell, I do want to mention one scene. The one scene that made me actually pick my scores right then and there. So when they're in that hotel right outside of Silent Hill, Kit Harrington is explaining, yep, I'm the son of like the cult leader. I've changed my mind. I want to help you because I realize you're not a demon. And then he's talking about Alessa. And it shows that scene with Alessa walking through this town uh. main road, <laughs> burning everything and everyone. And then it does that classic like thing where it zooms up into the person's face and she just like tilts her head real quick and like looks all scary. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be like the jump scare jump cut that they use multiple times in the movie. And they keep every time they say Alessa going forward, they just go to her face like, I'm scary. I'm a scary kid. Yeah. And I hated it. So, yeah, I, I immediately put my scores in at that point. I was getting confused because it looked like they were showing the past again of her, like just burning the whole town. But then again, it looked like she was older. Yeah. It's it's because the child actor was older, but it was supposed to be from her burning the town. And it's exactly what it was supposed to be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Though I, I I will say Adelaide Clemens who, who played Heather, she didn't do a bad acting job. Like, no, she looked so good compared to the silent Hill three character super accurate right on par with like how that character acts in this game which which is good because the characters do act like they're supposed to in this scenario like in resident evil you have all these like trained fucking military and special ops people so obviously they're not afraid of killing things but in silent hill that's what made it different originally is because you'd have like a protagonist that has never shot a gun so a lot of the times like your your bullets are super ineffective or like it takes a lot longer to kill something than it would normal because these are people that don't really have training with weapons and stuff like that. They're just thrown into an extraordinary situation. So I do like that almost like helplessness with the characters at times. Although somehow she she was pretty adept at guns. 
which yeah. made no sense. But. Oh, and they definitely used like the gun sound from the game when she loaded that gun. Yeah. Like I don't know if they did. I forgot to look that up, but this that was a that was clearly a video game sounding loading gun. Yeah, I think they did the same thing that we talked about in the first one because I I did I made a note at one point I paused it and they actually credited you know how on Amazon Prime they credit they'll tell you the actors that are in the scene currently yes it also credited a song from Silent Hill three so I think like what they did in the first one they were using actual sounds and like music and stuff from the game to make it seem more like the game's atmosphere I, I believe that this movie did that too. Which I can I gotta give it credit for. Like that's yeah, the that's score. Perfect. The score was pretty good. It worked very well with each scene. Um, you know, it wasn't like fucking, uh, you know, uh, House of the Dead two where yeah. they were using just free uh, audio stock, like online. Yeah, where, like uh, royalty free sound yeah. effects. Yeah. Well, this like you know, it still had like the nods to the game, and I I liked that. But again, it's it just fell short on the story. Like story was garbage. Like it didn't make sense that Harry was keeping this all from Heather, and like, but he she knew about Silent Hill, and he killed a guy that came into their house in front of her, but then didn't explain why. And was and she's obviously open with dreams of them because they got this weird box, and he's collecting her her dream journal postings well not postings writings and yeah whenever she there. references silent hill he would take the, the photo the like, picture why wouldn't he just she already knows this freaky shit going on to the point where he even goes she he starts to repeat something that he said in her dream and she stops him and goes dad you said that in my dream just stop and he didn't question it which goes to show you they've had this conversation before and it's just like it it kind of went nowhere and it's like leads to the point of like well why did he keep this from her it makes no sense yeah because they're on the run went nowhere in this movie a lot of things yeah i mean that's the biggest downfall of this movie like you said the story and how it progresses is very lackluster um they did a very good job with you know the visuals and things like that Uh, you know compared to 2012 I'll say that CGI was okay. Some of it was a little janky by today's standards, but I can give it credit for what it was. The practical effects I thought that were really well done. Uh, atmosphere was still really good. So I can give it credit on all those things, but it's in an uninteresting plot. So like I've already mentioned halfway through, I was just like checking the time over and over again, like, okay, let's just get to the penultimate scene and move on. And I get, I know what's going to happen. I already know. Yeah. And I guess I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen. We don't have to talk about the scene where she confronts Alessa yet because that's a fucking joke by oh, yeah. itself. Um, <laughs> we can go back to you were talking about Malcolm McDowell's character, who is the grandfather of Kit Harrington. And he has the other seal of Metatron is what they fucking call it. <laughs> I was just calling it the seal of Megatron the whole movie. Um, oh, and he's blind. And he's crazy and he hams it up so far and he's chained up. <laughs> well, that's like Malcolm McDowell's wheelhouse. Like yeah. we need a crazy old man, creepy, crazy old man. Let's call Malcolm McDowell. He was already on set. He was going through the fucking catering table. <laughs> hey, can we chain you up to something? Uh, you know what? I'm saying for the third time, another actor that was only there for one day. Oh, absolutely. He and- was there for like an hour. 
Are you kidding me? He that's one take McDowell right there. I don't think they call him that, but I'm gonna call him that. I I <clears throat> I I I I I thought it was like so like that whole scene like made no fucking sense because you it was you, an exposition dump. You think Leonard's gonna be his character's Leonard? You think yep. he's gonna help her because he. The way that they set it up was like Kit Harrington said, like he he was put in this insane asylum, which I got a lot to say about this insane asylum. Yeah, because he knew the truth of you know that'll and that she's not that bad. But then yeah. he turns to still be in his beliefs and still tries to take her out when he be- shoves this thing into his stomach and becomes like because he has the other seal in his chest for some reason. Yeah, 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 and then he becomes. Um, let's see, how do we explain this? Take the creature from the movie Pumpkinhead, but give it a human torso. And that's what he became. Yes, exactly. And it for a moment, too. Yeah, he's just like, I'm a monster. And she's like, well, fuck that. And she just reaches in and grabs the now completed amulet. I didn't think you'd do that. Usually girls (laughs) think that's gross. No. (laughs) Why did I leave an open gaping hole in my chest with a shiny golden amulet sticking out? I wonder if that's his weak point. It's like every Resident Evil boss with like eyeballs that blink on their shoulders and stuff. Like, I wonder if I'm supposed to shoot that thing. Maybe, but as far as I know from like I recall from like Silent Hill games, fighting and shooting, it's like very minimal. It's mainly just to get away. You know, you don't really want to fight in those games. So, yeah, because your your accuracy is fucking garbage because you're just a civilian and you're freaked out because you're fighting nightmare demons. Yeah. I mean, you do have to kill some enemies with, you know, weapons and stuff. But for the most part, yeah, like you said, you're supposed to try to avoid stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at something, but like, no, like, yeah, when I played the second one, I thought it was like kind of like Resident Evil style where it's like kill everything. But then Mm -hmm. it was just like it just fucks you up. It's it's not helping you at all. Yeah, they don't give you enough reason. I mean, Resident Evil, some of them, they're made so you can't kill everything. And if you try, you're fucking yourself over. Some of them, some of the later ones are a little more lenient where it's like, okay, you're playing on an easy difficulty. We'll make it difficult, but here's a bunch of ammo and like healing. Silent Hill never did that. No. Oh, I forgot to mention something. Oh, well, were you about to say something? I was just going to move on to the the murder nurses. Before we get to the murder nurses scene, because I really want... There's a lot to I want to talk about in that. Um, and I also wanted to back up a little bit because there's a couple things I want to talk about the school, but then get to the asylum. But uh, the uh, <clears throat> the Malcolm McDowell scene, uh, did you know how he, he was wearing, obviously, white contacts because he's blind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that fucked up his eyesight permanently. Oh like he it he's got even worse eyesight now because <laughs> of wearing those. So he must have had them on for a very long time and it really badly fucked up because like those colored contacts that, you know, if you wear them for a long time, they're not good for your eyes. They're not like actual contact lenses. They're made for like this novelty Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, he's a method actor. So now he's a blind guy and he's just stick an amulet in his chest. But yeah, no, exactly. And in one th- thing, I, and then I do want to talk about this nurse scene. Like a, a thing I wanted to talk about from the beginning was like th- the terrible. This is where the writing got like a little bland 
where she fucking goes to a school. Oh. She's new and like people start picking on her and I was just like well you just put a fucking target on your back she like stands up and she's like I go to school I should have you know what I'm gonna insert this clip yeah this is the fifth school I've been to since I was 11 me and my dad would move around so I do this a lot so don't bother trying to remember my name because I'm sure as hell not gonna remember yours don't talk to me we won't be friends I won't IM you or Facebook you or tweet you, read your blog. And whatever you're thinking of saying or doing, don't bother because I've seen it before and I'm, I'm just guessing here, but I don't think there are too many original thinkers in this room. And by the time any of you have found out anything about me that's worth knowing, I've moved on. Her little speech. She does like a little like new kid speech, but she's like, we don't need to be friends because I'll be gone by the time you ever want to be my. And it's just like, wow, what a bitch. I've just seen say this that you like fucking Neopets or something. Yeah. Don't make a thing about this. It's like, oh, OK, so you're going to make your life miserable the little bit of time you're going to be here. Yeah. If she had done that speech and that same like mean girl had been like psycho, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Also, like, if people are looking for you. Do you think it would be good to make a whole speech in the middle of a, a class telling, oh, I've moved around. I'm constant. I'm already going to be moving from here soon. Like, you know, that's just like rings many bells of somebody be like, hey, well, that PA found them pretty quickly. I mean, that PI. Yeah, he was he was looking for him. Same guy from the first one, right? Wasn't he the pri he was the no that was the that was somebody different, different. that oh, was okay. that wasn't him which they never brought that guy back or anything that's good you know yeah but yeah that's all I wanted to bring up there and then of course you know that we get that mall scene where the kids the clown kids are eating meat burgers <laughs> she's hallucinating and everyone's eating fucking human meat and brains and shit and I made no sense. I did Stupid. like, though, from a horror aspect, I did like that. Again, I don't understand how this world works, how there's different people in the different dark world. For some reason, the dark world's being merged with the mall. And she goes into the back room of where the cooks are. And there's a guy upside down with a bag on his head while the cook is slicing pieces of his stomach and cooking it on. I, I That was good. That yeah, was cool. That, that's great. That's creepy. I like it. I mean, but like you said, if they're trying to say, oh, this is a hallucination and it's brought on because she's, you know, half of Alessa and Alessa's trying to push the Silent Hill darkness bullshit on her. Cool. But the private investigator finds her. Then something from the darkness kills him. So it's real and not just a hallucination. See, so that, make up your mind. That was the thing that was yeah. confusing me on. That the darkness, because I don't, it made it seem like sometimes that the darkness was following her and that not technically Heather was being like pulling it in because, you know, Claudia's character was technically the sword woman thing and, you know, was following her. I, I don't know if there was one, though. I think that she that was her darkness creature. Uh, but I don't necessarily think that there was only one of them. It would have been nice if they fucking explained it. Or show, just show more than one, and then they don't need to explain anything. They just show like, okay, well, 
if in darkness world, maybe you're a fucking pyramid head or maybe you're a murder nurse or maybe you're one of the weird jerky movement guys that look like, I don't know, a fucking like a prostate hanging out of someone's asshole. Pyramid head was casted as well listed as red pyramid. I'm wondering if that's a thing from the third game. That he's not technically called Pyramid Head. I always thought he was just Pyramid Head, but I could be wrong, though. Um, I loved uh, Pyramid Head's carousel of uh, nipple torture. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Why was he hooked up to it? So it's not bad enough that his job is to turn the wheel of the human carousel, the demon carousel, whatever the fuck it was. But he had to be, like, chained to it, like... I thought it was his back, but maybe it was just, maybe it was his nips. It was his nipples, man. And so for everyone that didn't see the movie, there's a carousel that we see in the beginning and it comes back later and pyramid heads cranking it to get it to move. And the carousel is just like, instead of horses, it's like dead bodies. And it, the, he's got hooks on his nipples and the whole time I'm just thinking like we can't hear him, but he's probably like, Yes, I love my, this. My nipples. You <laughs> fucking love that ride. That's why he was like cranking that thing. Yeah, he's like, This is fucking awesome. Oh good pyramid heads on his nipple crank again. I fucking love Silent Hill. <laughs> this place does not suck at all. Uh-huh. Now back to the asylum. I did like that Pyramid Head was chopping off the arms, but again, I thought it was it was kind of just a show and like yeah. Um it wasn't as good when we got that skin rip in the first one. That was yeah. I, I, honestly, the third act of this movie is somewhat of a, it's a pretty disappointing both climactic type scenes in this movie are pretty big letdowns. I'll just be very honest with you. Um, I do want to touch on the murder nurses scene a little bit, because again, like the first movie, they are perfect. They are fucking horrifying, practical effects. They're weird and janky, just like in the game. And I kind of honestly like... And they got great tits. They do have great tits. Really great tits. Um, For murder nurses. Wow, the iPad's still still working. <laughs> still loud. Um, yeah, I did. I really like that scene. I did like it. Like, it's just a quick scene where it's the room of the murder nurses. This is in the asylum. Uh, Kit Harrington's character has been kidnapped because he's a traitor and didn't want to turn in. What's her fucking name? Sharon or Heather? Heather. Yeah, she goes by like so many names in this game. Yeah, that's why I got confused. I'm like, movie. wait a minute, is Heather her name? But we're supposed to remember from the first one. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Blonde girl. Um with roots. With root. Blonde girl with roots. And like two of the order, like guards are bringing him in. He's all strapped in, and then they just get fucking brutally murdered. Oh, this made no sense. Because like they went into this room like they knew that the murder nurses were in there. They did. That's and, why they had the cattle prods. And like they were gonna like do something to him. And at first they were like like swatting the nurses away like they were fucking insects annoying them, but then they just got fucking owned. Yeah. Wouldn't they know that was gonna happen? Like yeah. I, I thought that they were just wheeling him in to allow, you know, that scene to play out. Like him strapped to it, trying to kind of fuck with things. And because they're triggered by like the noise, eventually getting close enough to stab him. Like that's good horror buildup. You know, I, I, that's fine. 
but they just acted so stupid. Like yeah, there, there was no reaction to the nurses being there. Like they weren't like, oh no, they were just like, the hey, yeah, they acted like it was like two of them and not like ten to fifteen, like there was. Yeah. and then they were surprised that some of them, after they were making noise and you know prodding them and shit, somehow one of them stabbed me in the back a bunch and killed me. How do you not know that? I, it just seemed like a scene that, because they could have just wheeled him in, backed out. You know, wheel them in, just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. That's the smart thing to do, but they didn't do that. It's the movie just kind of wanted, they wanted to keep the pace of like, let's show some graphic violence kind of thing. Like the way that they wheeled them in there, I thought the nurses were going to help them with some sort of surgery that they were going to do on Kit Harrington's character. Yeah. Just stab him a bunch, really. I thought that was all was going to happen. Just fucking give me all, give him the old for the watch, if you know what I mean. Now, since we're on Kit Harrington, what did you think about him in this movie? Uh, he was distracting. He's too dreamy. He is too dreamy. No, I just honestly, it's hard. It, it's really hard when you have an actor that you associate with one specific thing because they're really only in, like, they're in so few other big things that it's hard to disassociate him. But honestly, he just did. I believe that he was that lady's son. No. Because he still had Kit Harrington's accent, which is like what British or exactly, and she was like fucking American. What about <laughs> like, Malcolm McDowell? He's not British, but he was crazy. So <laughs> he does have like crazy people. Sometimes you know when people go crazy, sometimes they come out of coma speaking different languages. But what I mean is, he's not. He doesn't have any an accent really. And then like Kit Harrington has one, and again, like you said, that makes no sense. He lives in Silent Hill. Yeah, he's in lived like there. West Virginia. Yeah, he even said he's lived there <laughs> all his life. Why do I sound life. like this? Oh, I've lived in West Virginia. <laughs> That's a great Kid Harrington impression, actually. I didn't even think it was that good, but cool. <laughs> Better than what I could do. But he's just you, like, I oh, lived in Silent Hill all my life. I was I was waiting for him to say that to that blonde girl the whole movie. Like, <laughs> you, you are my queen. <laughs> now and forever. <laughs> I'm going her. back to the wall. I'm going. What the fuck wall are you talking about? Like the wall between West Virginia and Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't think that there's a border in the states. I don't know my geog geography. It just like the the quick buildup of like we want to care for these two characters and them be in love in like some sort of form of relationship didn't make any sense. Like the yeah, her motivation was to find Sean Bean's character, and I get it that he was like fawning over her, but she was like hard passing him the whole movie because she was focused on. She's like, dude, I can't get that dick in right now. I got to go get my daddy. You can be my daddy after, but I got to get my daddy. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, see, then that's why I felt that, like, it, it, it was obvious that he was from Silent Hill. And yeah, it was just too much of a coincidence. Like, I'm a new kid, too. Let Tell me about yourself. And I'm, I'm going to follow you. Yeah, I'm going to constantly follow you. I'll call you later. I never gave you my phone number. All right, I'll just show up at your house. Okay. Yeah, well, you, it was a definitely a red flag right there when the father's gone immediately, and he's like, I heard screaming. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, you're, 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 you're the, the bad guy. And then all of a sudden, you're just, he changes, he changes his mind, even though this is what been drilled in his head since he was a fucking kid. 
I heard you got abducted by the Order of Silent Hill. I mean, is everything okay? <laughs> and this medallion didn't make... I don't know. The, it came it's out of nowhere. the seal of Metatron, Andrew. The seal Get of... Get it right Me- or pay the price. <laughs> the seal of Megatron. Delay on that fart. Yeah, pretty time. stupid. Pretty stupid, but... um, I mean... <sighs> Jesus Christ, this movie had so very little going on. We're, we're in the final third of this movie right now. Oh, yeah. We've talked about the murder nurses, and, like, literally right after they get out of there, they find the amusement park, and then we're, we're in it. We, we, do you, do you, would you like to go into a little bit of what makes the first climactic encounter with Alessa versus Blonde Girl What with the changing name, like how cool that is and what... What people can look forward to. What what are they? How do they? Res, how does the resolution of that fight go? How does the resolution of that fight go? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. With this. And you can hug it out, bitch. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy you have that drop. I literally, my notes say <laughs> they hugged it out and then in parentheses bitch <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know what that clip is from that is from the office yeah. where dwight portrays michael and then he comes begging back for saying sorry for betraying him and talking to jan about taking his job and michael goes well you want to you want to forget uh, you we know what you can do for me Hug it out, bitch. It's because they've been watching Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I saw that, so in the scene that Josh was talking about. They're on the carousel. They're on the carousel. Through, oh, yeah. Fucking, let's talk about this. But then I also want to talk about the amusement park as a whole because oh, I yeah. thought that was a super cool fucking idea. And we can kind of just talk. Oh, about yeah. It. There's I, a couple I, things I want to backtrack on, too. But like, you know, like he said, uh, Alyssa's there and like. Uh, Heather's there and fucking Pyramid Head's cranking his nipples, just fucking going turning to that carousel with his nerps. And then, like you know, Alyssa's like, "I'm you, you're me. I'll take you out, like by giving back what I gave you." And then she just hugs Heather, and then Heather hugs her tighter, and they just def- she defeats Alyssa by like absorbing her. Or just hugging her they to just death. Hugged it out, bitch. They just hugged I, it out, bitch. I hugged it out, bitch. Yeah, I actually also made the note. Uh, so the climactic end scene is literally them hugging it out. Parentheses, bitch. Then it says, "Good grief!" Tied to update my scores, and all I did is <laughs> added more worse points to each score. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was so stupid. Let, like, let's let's recall what happened in the first movie. Like we see Alyssa finally, like she's oh, burned yes. and like she's got this barbed wire kind of fucking thing and she's just ripping through all the fucking cult people and like the pulling ma- up the lady and then the fucking barbed wire goes up through her and splits her and the fucking quarters her. Oh, it was so good like that. And then in this, it was just like, okay, so Alyssa's gone now absorbed into blonde lady now she is the missionary is what the wikipedia said even though they never say that her name she's now the missionary because basically because she absorbed less that she can control the darkness and what 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 is she she's called the missionary oh damn it didn't work oh we're gonna play no i was gonna do this 
Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. She basically, because she absorbs Alessa, she's able to control the darkness monsters. And that's why Pyramid Head helps her in the end. But before we get into the second really terrible climactic scene in this movie that ends it, I do want to talk a little bit about the super cool amusement park that they have to run through, which is just fucking it's horror themed. And I know you're like, well, that's not an original concept. We have that already like spooky world and like Canopy Lake does the haunted thing seasonally. You just went to that yesterday um, where and I guess I could share this. Uh, she's not going to listen. No one's going to listen. Made my niece pee her pants. Oh, Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was that good? Oh, the the last one we went was the scariest. The the first two um so if you guys go to Canopy Lake Scream Fest, there's a factory one behind the the newer roller coaster for was called. It's like a bear themed mm-hmm. one and it's like a factory setting and it was so fucking cool. And it was it really it got me a couple times and my niece was like, I peed myself. I really peed myself. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Good. It was awesome. I feel bad for your niece because she's old enough to feel shame and embarrassment and her friends were there. But I also think that's fucking amazing. But you know what? I was fucking proud of her because she owned it. She openly talked about it in her friend and she like later was like, you know, I was a little embarrassed. And I'm like, don't be. We all have accidents. And yep. like, you know what she did right. She got ahead of the criticism, yeah, by t- making it her own, and that's that's why self-deprecating humor is the most effective humor. Is because you're taking the power of something that people can make fun of you, that you're taking that power away from them. And when you make it your own, it just kind of makes it not fun for other people to pick on you about because you just don't care. You're doing it yourself. So Ex- kudos to your niece. Exactly. Yeah, I was very proud of her on that, but I felt bad. Maybe drink this. less drinks before going. Hey, I did scary. keep saying before we went into these things, like, hey, does anybody go does bushes. anybody got to go to the bathroom? <laughs> go pee in those bushes. Yeah. But um, no, the concept of that like creepy, like haunted amusement park, they have they should do one of those all year round. They need to that should be a horror attraction amusement park with like you know, themed rides and themed carnival attractions that are horror themed. Like there was fucking like dead looking stuffed animals and shit and like dead fucking mascots everywhere. And like, that's cool. It it was that a great need to be set. The set was fucking great. Like I agree with you on that one. Yeah. And uh, the, the dying goldfish, they had like a bunch of like goldfish in the things that looked like they were dying. By the way, no goldfish was hurt in the making of this movie. I thought you were going to say the actor who played the dead goldfish <laughs> was Nemo from Finding Nemo. No, actually, he was um, he was fish number three in the Flipper movie. For Disney. Flipper movie. Flipper, uh, was a, so <laughs> Flipper was a dolphin. Like, they never focused on, like, fish. Yeah, like, well, fish number three just swum by. Oh, I you know? see. Yeah, he's, just he was It was that big role for him. This was he was his, in SAG, this Screen was, Actors Guild. This was his breakout role. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they put some sort of chemical in the, the fish bowls that would make the fish fall asleep. Well, Sometimes good. I wonder, though, is that, did they, is, are they, they just lying? just a bunch of fish. Shut up. <laughs> just, they don't want to get sued. So they just like put poison in these. Fuckers. Yeah, it's like Friday the Thirteenth One, where they actually they had to they actually killed the snake, and the snake handler was like, "What the fuck, man? That was an actor. That was my snake. He was trained." And they're like, "Oh shit, sorry, dude. 
We oh, killed we, it for the effect. We were hoping you had another one. For you got another one. We want another take. <laughs> yeah. He died too quick when we cut his head off <laughs> with a machete. We didn't think he'd die instantly. We thought it would be a better actor. <laughs> you said this was this snake was a professional. You said he wanted a fucking Oscar, best snake snake death performance in a movie. John Wayne. You said he worked with John Wayne, man. <laughs> now he ain't working with anybody. That's on you. That's on you. It's not our fault. But I agree with you on this. Like they should have more scenes like stuff like this. But we barely went into this. Yeah, I wanted to see more. I want to go through that park myself. I think it's a cool idea and not just like a seasonal thing. Like they put spooky stuff on top of existing rides. Like I want to go and play a fucking carnival ride and win like a like a dead stuffed animal thing. With a dead rat inside. Yeah, fucking that's cool, man. Yeah, fucking. Maybe like a real dead rat, but like a cool fake one. I did. No, a real dead rat, god damn it. You know, now that you think of it, because I was like hoping like we'd get some like demon half stuffed animals. Like I thought that would have been kind of cool. But we didn't get a lot of those little demon things type of things in this movie where I guess it that's because due to the lower budget. Yeah. Where the other one, we got a lot of like little demons that come out. Oh, at yeah. Night. The little like demon baby things they that were like fucking babies. chasing the first lady. Yeah. And like when the darkness was coming and she just fucking gives up as like the baby's like. Demon baby. And they explode or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, don't I don't know if they explode. I don't I didn't I don't remember. That's a dead space thing. I was kind of like thinking I should um have rewatched the first one, but yeah. and I know this is backtracking a little bit, but for people that didn't watch the first one, you didn't have to because Sean Bean did everything for you in a letter. My dearest Sharon. If you're reading this and something is happening. First to movie me, plot is written by Sean Bean. Don't try to find me. Don't and whatever find you do, don't go to Silent Hill. I promised your mother I'd keep you safe, but I failed. I know you think we're running from the police because the man I killed in Portland all those years ago. Murdering someone that broke into their apartment. Yep, him stabbing him. The Damn. truth is, he wasn't just a random thief. If your things were leaving. He raped me. He to take you back to Silent Hill. Who is a member of the Order. These people want you. They need you. They don't know why, but they'll do everything in their powers to draw you back. You must resist it. I tried to keep you safe, and I never meant to lie to you, but I had to. You'll find the truth in my notebooks. As much as I could find out. I hope that when you read what I've learned, you can finally begin to understand who you really are. Please forgive me for not telling you the truth. I did it to protect you. Which again makes you, no sense because wait, did he say Sharon? So wait, okay, yeah, I'm her name is up. her name is Sharon and then Heather <sighs> and um yeah, her name is different things because I'm pretty sure her name was Sharon in the first movie. Yes, you're right. I've been saying Heather this whole time. <sighs> It doesn't matter. I think Heather is the name of the character in the third game. Could I be. think her name is Heather. I do think they also reference <clears throat> when they said, oh, we've had different names. She also lists Heather as one of the names that she went by at one point. So you're not wrong in saying that. And also, that's why I just stopped trying to call her anything but blonde girl, because her, they say her name is like three or four different things throughout the movie. And what they end like the last scene of the movie, she says a completely different fucking name or, or she says the first name again or whatever. So it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, it just it just confused me a lot. Like this whole time I've been saying Heather, like I know the You know no, what confused me, Andrew? What? The plot. Ugh, yeah. Yep. It was it was very, very confusing. Yeah. But um so we talked about the creepy amusement park, how cool that was. There's one thing that we didn't touch on, which is the second climactic scene in the movie. Mannequin spider? No, that that we already we talked about that. We earlier. barely talked yeah, we, about okay, that. Okay, then let's talk about that before we talk about you know her confront after she absorbs Alessa, her confronting the cult leaders, uh, the chick from the Matrix. So the mannequin thing is like when she first goes into Silent Hill, I believe. Yeah, and then like escapes so into so a mannequin this is, warehouse. This is something. the thing too. So before I thought like especially in these movies they got into Silent Hill because Sharon was, you know, with. Um, you know, Rose was with Sharon and they were able to, to break through on that side. But, you know, when Sharon, I keep wanting to say Heather comes in, we meet Delia again, um, which yeah, Alessa's mother, Alessa's mother, which yep. is holding the locket, by the way, from the first one that Rose had of, uh, Sharon. I don't know if you remember that, that locket she had. Mm hmm. Um, and then she goes in this mannequin shop and we run into other people that broke down and ended up being stuck in Silent Hill. So anyone can go to Silent Hill. Yeah, I think uh, the first one was they were allowed to get into Silent Hill because they wanted to have the little girl and then it blocked people from entering. And then this one, because they were utilizing outsiders to sacrifice to keep like the demon at bay. They did mention they were sacrificing people at one point, which is why I think they were allowing people to find Silent Hill. Um, I did, I did really like the effect of there was a girl like tied up on a, on a table, totally nude, yes. except you only saw her tits and, uh, saw some titties. Saw some titties. and <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there was okay, a little bit much, <laughs> and uh she's asking for help and before help comes she just starts like she's losing all the color in her body and she just turns into a mannequin and that was it and then she's dead and then the mannequin spider monster pulled her head off and i thought it. that was cool and then it started screaming that was pretty cool i thought that was cool <clears throat> i thought the the mannequin spider was creepy as fuck and some angles looked good but then got close the cgi kind of took over a little bit that's why i really appreciated it when they were doing it in like the shadows and like showing it in the background while the characters were running in the foreground it added tension that way but yeah the cgi when it when it got up close and in the light you're like okay that's and the people that they introduced were just mainly just for murder fodder yeah that's and the fucking you're gonna you're gonna show me okay it's a cool like mannequin spider thing it's got mannequin heads for hands and then the mannequin head opens and it's got like teeth and shit if you're gonna show me that and then you're gonna show the girl that she saved from like i guess it looked like webbing but it was like just looked like saran wrap or some shit build up this cool monster and you know only for that thing to then kill someone off screen it's like why are you gonna show me that this thing has like a fucking demon mouth you're not going to show it killing someone. It does the classic thing where it's like, oh, well, you found a grate and we're going to crawl through it to escape. And then Body one of drag. them and then one of them gets eh, pulled away. OK, they did that a couple times. 
the private investigator gets his fingers cut off in the mall and then gets pulled through the ceiling by thing and killed off screen. This lady, oh, they escaped the mannequin thing. Nope, she got pulled away and killed off screen. Oh, boy. Just kill people on screen, for Christ's sake. It's a fucking horror movie, you man. Rated, you have the rated R. Like, I don't know. Well, they, I, I, I guess they probably think that it works with a lot of people. You know, like, it is a classic horror trope. You know, the body, like, oh, yeah. no. But Do it I, once, though. But I, I, I bet, because this was a CGI character, yeah. $20 million budget, you had some pretty well-known actors in this. The money yeah, was probably right. spread pretty thin. True. They probably just tied a rope to that girl's leg and pulled her. And just said, yeah, oh, pretend yeah. like a monster is pulling you. And she's like, ah, I don't know what it looks like. I broke my leg. Well, that's fine. We, we couldn't afford health insurance. Yeah, for you, you're so. not in SAG. Get you're out of here, lady. SAG. Here's a fucking ice pack. But, yeah, you, um, what was the second? So that was that scene. But what was the second climatic scene you were, you were going to oh, bring? Oh, um, um, blonde lady has absorbed Alessa. So now she is what the, the Wikipedia summary called the missionary. <laughs> Which means, yeah, hey, <laughs> yep, sure, and basically means that she has control of the darkness. That band that sang that song, I believe in a thing called love. So she controls them, <laughs> and she, and she uh, and she can control Pyramid Head, I guess, or maybe all monsters. But really, she only controlled Pyramid Head, and basically, she pulls the old switcheroo on them they're like well now that you have alessa we can summon the demigod and they're like, she's like nah bitch how about i just turn you into a monster and kill everybody and they're like oh fuck she really was a demon see these people wanted it all like they had a chance to fucking get out of this alternate world and just live normal fucking lives but instead she's like we're gonna bring the darkness to the other world and, and they will cleanse the cursed ones from the earth. And it's like, yeah, that never that rarely works, dude. You ever seen Ghostbusters? Fuck no, out of here. It doesn't work. I guarantee you they would have got out into the real world and then saw like Netflix or something and been like That's pretty oh, sweet. Oh maybe this place is not as cursed as we thought. <laughs> it is oh, okay. Look at this. It's Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> there are other orders out there. <laughs> this world is not as accursed as we thought. They control magic too. <laughs> what are these contraptions? What is a muggle? <laughs> what is a muggle? <laughs> Another order. Oh, oh my God, this main... Harry Potter sounds like my son, who's from West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> he has a British accent. That's fucking crazy. He's from the same place. Harry Potter takes place in West Virginia? Uh -huh. Fuck. We must find Hogwarts. And he too fights with the darkness. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord Voldemort. He who must not be named. <laughs> Uh, the, the but seriously, they would just find like something like a movie and just sit there and yeah. not do anything. Yeah. Well, what's disappointing about this scene, and we got it <laughs> off on a little bit of a tangent, but she, the lady's like, "Well, we're gonna use you to fucking summon a demon and take out all the bad people on the earth." And blonde lady's like, "Yeah, fuck you. How about I show you the darkness, bitch?" And then just turns her into a random Silent Hill monster that we've seen, the 
lady with the blade arms that has a saw on her head and no I, eyes they love no, the they dude, love like, the no, no eyes the no they eyes love the no things. eyes or having the faces show, sewed shut type thing they love that Big or like mouth. the hands restricted back or no no like arms type deal they love that shit the body horror stuff they really really like it um and then we just get a really underwhelming fight scene between pyramid head and that lady as the monster thing uh, do do these directors think that this is what people want? Like, I wanted to see Pyramid Head rip people's skin off again, like the first one, and then throw it at the fucking door. That was awesome. Or why didn't, like, I don't know, doesn't Sharon have some sort of abilities now? Why doesn't she just do fucking something? Yeah. Bring and, that barbed wire back. And said She that, was like, wearing a dress, too. We will have an all-out battle, monster versus monster. Who yeah, well, they all just cower underneath Sean. Like, Sean Bean's like, don't look. We'll all be fine here. Kit Harrington, get closer to me. I'll protect you. <laughs> By the way, Sean Bean, like, strapped to this big, giant monster kind of sculpture thing. Yeah. Which I thought was going to come to life. Me too. I was like, that thing looks cool. Are we going to see that thing? Like, nope. No. You didn't. Nope, he didn't. They He's... just unhooked him and then they left. Yep. Pyramid Head's like, see ya. <laughs> he has a high-pitched voice for some reason. <laughs> he he chops off that, that woman's head and just yeah. like, see ya. Bye. Bye, pretty lady. I'm going to go back away with his my, pyramid head. Could have go back to my nipple carousel. My nipple, nipple carousel. Here I come. I, Literally. As, actually, you know, as they were leaving, I think I could hear in the background, yes! Yes! <laughs> so... Consensus is Pyramid Head is living his best BDSM life yeah. at the Silent Hill Dude, Nipple what? Torture Amusement Park. He gets his nipples twisted by a chain, and then he, when he's also bored, he goes to the asylum. So when the people have their arms out and they're like, help me, he's just chopping them, being like, nope, don't put your arms out there. Just swinging his sword, just chopping off all them arms. <laughs> Like, those people are so dumb. Like, the first time you heard people screaming, you'd be like, oh, is Pyramid Head just slicing people's outstretched arms? Maybe I shouldn't Maybe put I should my, pull arms my arms out in. Yeah. yeah, pull my arms in. Nope. <laughs> Lop. <laughs> Swinging his sword. They weren't even grabbing him either. He's just like, I love my job. That's basically, he's just a guy that really enjoys getting up and slicing people's arms off. Now, is Pyramid Head even in the third one? Um, I, I believe I believe he's in all of them. I thought. Yeah, I thought, I thought he he's appeared a in the in second one. Um, Pyramid Head is basically supposed to be the aspect of like someone's guilt. I believe, like a lot of these creatures are supposed to represent aspects of different forms of, like each person. Like this would be their regret. This would be their guilt or their perversion or their yada yada yada. I think he's in all three. I I can't. I've only played the first two. I, I, I've seen the third one played a few times, but it was mostly a speed run and not like here's story mode type deal. So I didn't really get the whole story. So what I got here and uh, so he's known as Pyramid Head, but also known as Red Pyramid thing. He, you know, they really Red up. Pyramid thing. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, his first parents was in Silent Hill 2 and it says the main character in the first one, I mean, in the second one is James Sunderland. He is a manifestation. He is a manifestation of James's Sunderland's 
Okay, let me back that. He is a manifestation of James Sunderland's guilt and desire for punishment, existing to keep him human and help him remember his past actions. His signature weapon are the Great Knife and the Great Spear. Instruments is Jane's inner torment after James kills Eddie Dombrowski in self-defense, a second pyramid head materializes. Yeah, it was close. I I thought it had something to do with like jerking off or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it. Jesus Christ. You love those. You love those soundboards. I do. I do. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So it's like his inner desires, and that's how Pyramid Head becomes. Yeah, sad. and then that's it. And then like he just he cuts off the, the chick's head, and it flows flies at the screen in three D. <laughs> See, now that makes sense because yeah. there was a lot of weird shit that I saw that I was like, "Why are they like shoving shit?" Yeah, at like the, the murder nurse is stabbing the guy through the eye, the protective gear, and it's showing it from his perspective. I was like, "Okay, that's kind of cool," but. 3D still is not great. It's never been great and it never will be great for like movies. Like it just doesn't You hear really that translate. MJ Bassett? You fucking heard it here. It's just not good. It's just not It's not good. Good. I mean, that's really the end of the movie. Well, like, you forgot how like like Harry or like Sean Beam's character Sean Beam Well, no, yeah, there's still a little bit, you know, a little bit them leaving and then he's like, I want to stay and find the mom. So you guys leave and get out of here. And he's like basically telling his daughter to go bang Kit Harrington. Yeah. Take care of my eight. Hey, She's I She's 18 now. And then he winks at her. <laughs> he winks at him. He's like, you take care of her. And he's it's like, good because I'm 27. <laughs> I'm putting her, her in charge of you. Another child, teenager, who also doesn't know really about the world. But you yeah, guys he's sheltered. Be fine. He, yeah, he lived in Silent Hill his whole life. I'm going to go find my wife, which makes no sense on why we didn't see her at all. We didn't see her one bit of this movie, which yeah, you'd think she would have like come in and you know what? It made sense if she was like a vision to the blonde girl's character when she was like battling Alessa on the carousel, like maybe before she started hugging her, she was trying to fight her some other way. And then she's like, no, you must embrace your evil side. And that's the only way to overcome Alessa. But that didn't happen. So they just hugged it out, bitch. And then. It it honestly, this yeah. story would have made more sense if we followed, you know, Rada Mitchell's character, Rose, and, from the first one. And maybe, you know, Heather, oh, fuck it. Sharon was having visions of like, you know. Rose being captured or being stuck in Silent Hill. And then, you know, Sharon heads there. She goes there anyway. And then it's Sean Bean has to go and try to save them or something like that. And then it's a reunion. It just not having a Rose in it. And especially since like, I don't know, Silent Hill must be that big, but they went by the siren and it looked like they went by the church. It seemed like it was the same area. Why wouldn't Rose be there? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they only had that actress for that one scene where she's in the mirror. Yeah, it's like if she's coming back at all. Anyway, I would just assume she's dead. At this yeah, point. I mean, really, that scene was just like stupid to me. I I did really want. It was sh- stupid. It was the best scene. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Except that it was also the only scene that Sean Bean actually addresses Kit Harrington, and. 
even though this kind of wouldn't have made sense, he should have his only line to him should have been the next time we see each other, we'll talk about your mother. OK, and it would have made sense because he just watched his mom turn into a fucking demon. <laughs> yeah, Kit Harrington's like, you want to talk about mother issues? <laughs> I have an accent. Why? I banged my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I banged my aunt. Like they didn't even really explain. I don't know. Maybe they do in the game uh, who Claudia was. And I, you know, she wasn't in the first one. Claudia. Oh, yeah. yeah no, she was not. She was not one of the people that was in the first one. Like all the cult leaders in the first one were killed. So I guess this is just people that somehow escaped and we never saw that actress. Then all that time passed. She had a kid who was grown up in fucking Silent Hill. It's kind of like this movie made no sense. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, and it definitely sets it up for a sequel, but there's not going to be a sequel. Oh, no. Oh, way. did you see the post credit scene? Yes. Yeah, literally just Pyramid Head walking, walking four steps jankily forward, and then it ends. Well, that's some next Why? level MCU setup right Why, there. Why though? There was They're no setting up the the SHCU, <laughs> the Silent Hill Cinematic Universe. We, Andrew, we already saw him walking away. Watch him again, you son of a bitch. We it paid was, good money for that costume. It was, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was, yeah, it was not needed, not necessary, not at all. So, Josh, no. Oh, Jesus <laughs> well, I guess that wraps up our discussion of Silent Hill. There's really not much to say to that. So, uh, let's get to our scores, Josh. All right, well. Since it's been mentioned multiple times throughout this movie, I wouldn't expect some really good scores. Um, let's start off with our first score, which is the cheesy movie, movie factor. Uh, I'll go first. This movie I gave a 7.5 out of 10. The whole thing of you're going to show me, give me off-screen deaths in a rated R movie. Uh, this movie being specifically made for 3D, that's already fucking cheesy. 3D is played out and it's never good it's never been good um and the whole thing where they kept cutting to that young alessa tilting her head quickly looking menacingly at the camera as like a jump scare like cut whenever her name was mentioned that's the that's fucking cheesy that's not scary i don't like that show me more stuff like they showed in the mall with the cool like fucking guy has like his head covered with like a bag and he's clearly alive as the dude's cutting off fucking pieces of him and cooking them. Fuck. Yeah, that's cool. Show me more weird body horror shit like that. It's a rated R movie. Don't just say fuck five times. Like that's not impressive to me. So this is a really bad cheesy movie that does really bad cheesy movie things. All the good stuff they keep hidden. They do so little of and all the bad stuff. They just let simmer and they just, allow it to spoil the movie for you you pretty much said what i was thinking uh the score is a little different for me i'm i'm giving it more of a six for cheesiness um i you know i i thought the sets were great um the story was really the only thing act uh like lacking the acting wasn't bad except sean bean you know phoning in i i thought uh, 
don't know, Carrie Ann Moss went the whole way and shaved her eyebrows. Maybe that's cheesy in a way, but like, you know, I, I felt like she was not really hamming it up in a good way, even though I guess she cared, but I don't know. I felt like she didn't really care though. Malcolm I heard, McDowell didn't. I heard that like Carrie Ann Moss, like was very distant from Adeline Clemens to try to like when they finally meet and there's like to make it be like more of an impact, but I didn't really feel that impact at all. Yeah. Like, no one gave a fuck. Yeah. Uh, I will, I'll give this a six for a cheesiness. Cause I do agree with all your points on why you gave it the 7.5. Yeah. I just, um, all of those things stuck out to me and made me just really un- not like this movie. And there are some good things in this movie. So, um, but unfortunately that didn't really help our next score, which is the good movie factor. Um, I'll just go again. I gave this movie a 3.5 out of 10. Uh, it was so much less violent than it could be. The CGI is distracting at times for me. Um, on Like, if you like the game, like the third game, you're going to see plenty of nods to the game, which is fine. Like, the locations, her clothing are dead on accurate. Like, But it's just so hard to stay interested in this movie because the plot, they have... Oh, Sean Bean reading a letter as an exposition scene. Then they have Malcolm McDowell as a crazy blind guy exposition scene. It's like you could cleverly tell me what's going on without having someone just blurt it out. And it's like being like constantly, hey, just in case you didn't hear. Yeah. So we get the exposition from the first movie from oh his ghost wife in the fucking mirror scene that we heard earlier. It's like that's not good enough. That's not how you craft a good story and keep me intrigued. And like you said, Kit Harrington being a bad guy was so fucking obvious because he was just such a creeper the whole movie. It's like if you're a new kid, you don't act like that. You don't like go after people and chase them and follow them and like be where tragic things are happening. So, yeah, I, I and I think I maybe had this at a higher rating, but because um, several times I updated my scores based on things that happened. So, yeah, I'm going to land at a three point five out of ten. Um, just watch the first one. Don't watch yeah, this one. First one was really good. And yeah. I wanted to say real quick to, to Kit Harrington's acting. I feel like he, this was just a, a gig for him because like, yeah, he can be a good actor. We've seen in game of Thrones, but like, he just was uh, making some money. Like I even read that he got silent Hill one in a PlayStation, like to play, to prepare for this role, but he got too scared. So he barely played it. And to me, it was like, Oh, come on. Like yeah, really? I, I, I bet he just wasn't good enough. I, he it doesn't seem like the type of plays video games. So he probably just wasn't able to yeah, figure he it probably out. Just, like, oh, I was too scared. <laughs> or just get it? said that so he can get the cred that he tried yeah. for the gamers. Cause come on, they're, we're picky as fuck, but I'm going to give this a two man. Like, uh, you know, no, I'll bump it up to a three because I wasn't technically bored. It was more of like, where are we going with this? And just a lot of sighing. But it like the, the sets in the random horror stuff they added is what kept me engaged. But other than that, that's far and few between. Like, there's not enough of that to keep me engaged to really be like, hey, you know what's really good? Silent Hill 2, Revelation, or whatever the fuck the movie's called. Yeah, And no. yeah, so I'd give it a three. I'll never revisit this. I'll never suggest this to a friend. I will tell them to watch the first one because the first one's great. But then to say if they like, should I continue? No, don't bother. Yeah, this follows that trope that I'm noticing in these video game movies. It's like, well, I know you didn't really, you didn't really love Resident Evil 1 like I did. 
the second one was just such a disappointment to me. And I was really, really hoping that this movie wasn't going to follow suit. It was going to kind of stick to the same tone and the same pace and um, the same creepiness. And you mentioned it earlier, like this really suffers from the original movie having a director with a vision and they executed that vision. But now the second movie's handed off to someone completely different who wanted to do something different because they think that the first movie wasn't as accurate as it could be. But because it didn't stick to the step-by-step fucking plot of the game, but took the good things from the game and then built a story around it, that's what made it better. Yeah. <laughs> like the shoehorning of the random, like I like when things from the game are put into these movies, but if they work with a good flow with the writing, yeah. not like thing. I don't like things thrown at me being like, Oh, here are the nurses. Here are these characters. Oh, look, there's a crowbar. Oh my God. Like, you know, it, it's just like, I don't know, make it work make it better. Yeah. It's lazy. So, Ultimately, not a good movie. Don't recommend it. <clears throat> but, I mean, I will give this next score some credit. Um, I'm not, not going to be as scored highly as the first one. Um, but this is how comparable is this to the actual game. Um, so I, I will let you go first on this one. So on this one, I'm going to give it... I'm toying with two things. I am going to give this one a seven because you can definitely tell that the director definitely wanted it to be more like the video game and then put a lot more thought into it. Like it it reminded me of a Silent Hill game, you know, the characters pushing through as things are coming at them and you have to solve where to go, what to do. You know, that was kind of like the game. And then again, a lot of the nods that they added, there was actually some characters from the third game. Like Claudia Wolf is a character in the third game. Um, one of the names that Sharon has is an, is the name of a character from a game. So they definitely, in this one, tried to take a lot of aspects from it. So I'm going to give it a solid seven. I, I think they did a good job in that. But the only thing that was lacking was the story. But that's not this score. Yeah. Um, I actually only gave this a six out of ten. Um, it It is faithful to Silent Hill 3. The locales, the character designs, most of it's there. They did take a lot of liberties. Uh, the story does not progress as fluidly as the game. Um, but I think still think that it's, it's pretty... Um, fair and they utilize the characters although you know some of them are used just shoddily like they just do it just to include a character from the oh there's the there's that monster lady you know or that monster I recognize and it's gone in 30 seconds because they just don't need it anymore so yeah I only gave this a 6 out of 10 but I mean for you know being comparable to the game it it, it it is, but unfortunately, it's not enough for me to score it higher like I did with the first game. First movie, excuse me. Well, that makes sense. I, I agree with you on that. Well, like I said, finishes our scores, Josh. Yeah. So for our final Halloween extravaganza month, what are we doing next week? What are we discussing? Next week? Oh, I don't I don't know. Hmm. Oh, wait, I'm doing a bit. China. Um, yeah, China. We're doing, we're reviewing China. Um, and what they're doing in the world economy. No, um, that's scary enough. So what we're doing, we're actually going to be just doing our monthly video game discussion. And this month we are going to be discussing 
Resident Evil Village, the game that you recently finished and the one that I played a lot and was obsessed over and just got the game back and I'm worried about jumping back into it because I'll probably play it a bunch again because that game's fucking sick. Yeah, I'm really excited to uh, discuss that. And you know, I'm not even gonna, you know. Yep, let's leave it for leave the, it for uh, them for the review. We already talked about this a bunch separately, and we tried to keep ourselves, you know, contained because we knew that we wanted to kind of gush about it when we got we we're recording it. Yeah, so I've been saving a lot to talk about that, so I can't wait. But. If you have anything you'd like to say that we might have missed while discussing Silent Hill Revelations or any other of our previous episodes, you can email us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. That's the number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And you can always hit us up on our Facebook and Instagram. Or if you want to listen to any of our backlog of video game discussions and video game movie reviews, you can go to our website at 8bitpod.com or our news, or you can access all of our streaming options at anchor.com backslash, no, anchor.fm backslash 8bitpod. I'm Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Edgington. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>